Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your guest host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we're having a conversation with Abhishek Kaushik, CEO and co-founder of WeCP, a one-of-a-kind tech screening platform that helps recruiters and hiring managers to evaluate developers faster and efficiently. Abhi, welcome to the HR Works podcast. Thank you, Josh. It's a pleasure meeting you. All right. Likewise. So Abhishek, WeCP stands for We Create Problems. Can you tell us more about WeCP, what you aim to achieve in the market you serve? Uh, yeah. So WeCP, uh, we started, uh, you know, when we back into 2015 in our university in India, we used to set coding questions for contests especially the contest which targeted to hire programmers. So we used to sell these questions to recruiters, especially, you know, send them questions and say, hey, look, you don't have enough questions and every question on internet is leaked. You know, why don't you use these questions for your technical interviews? So that's how we started and we understood the science behind setting questions. Since we started by setting questions, we called ourselves like, hey, what do we do? We simply create problems. So that's how the name came up and uh, it was catchy. It was uh, welcomed by people who backed us. That's how we named our company. Today, we are a full-fledged technical recruiting software. I would say VCP is for recruiters what Canva is for publishers, right? So today, to design a poster or to design an artifact for your marketing purposes, you just go to Canva and create a poster and you start using it. You don't depend on a designer export right? You no longer have to rely and buy time from a designer. Canva does it for you and you save a lot of time. Similarly, you know, recruiters today depend a lot on technical hiring manager to create a hiring process for them. Then that's what we're trying to solve. So we're trying to make recruiters self-reliant so they don't have to depend or over depend on, you know, engineering team, internal teams and to help them in technical hiring because hiring is a function for recruiting teams. So we are kind of building a tool which can make recruiters independent, self-reliant and reduce their over-dependence on engineering teams. Well said. That's great to hear. Thank you for sharing that, Abhishek. So what makes recruiting tech talent unique from recruiting other specialized areas? So in the tech hiring, one special thing is that the evaluation during the hiring is very much objective it's easy to objectify the entire hiring process. It's mostly between zeros and ones, like, you know, somebody who can do the work on the ground versus somebody who can't do that work. And it's easy to prove with the kind of screening tools that have come up in the market. It's easy to and simple to identify who knows coding and who doesn't know coding, right? Who knows fundamentals of computer science and who doesn't know fundamentals of computer science. So it's easy to create an objective evaluation process in technical hiring. Unlike it's hard to create an objective process in hiring for soft roles or other manager roles or non-technical roles. Yeah, it's very black and white. You can either do this skill or you don't have that ability. Sure. So what are some of the biggest challenges facing recruiters in the tech community? Obviously, with the great resignation posing a challenge to recruiters across all industries, what specifically is facing tech recruiting? Yeah, technical recruiting is facing two kind of challenges, in my opinion. The first is challenge of technical sourcing itself, like, you know, bringing the candidates to your company and, um, you know, accepted offers. 
So to bring candidates to your company, now companies need to create a really robust and unique talent branding strategy for themselves. It's because candidates are having multiple offers or candidates want to explore something else in their life. It's just, it's pretty much hard for uh, recruiters now to convince candidates to, you know, hey, come and take our interview process and accept our offers at the terms that we want you to, right? So it's, it has changed, the landscape has changed. This is the first challenge which a lot of our customers are facing today in United States and in India as well. The second problem is, again, for the recruiting teams, uh, over-dependence on hiring managers. Recruiting teams are over-dependence on engineering team. They have to go to the engineers and say, hey, I have to hire an engineer. Can you help me? You know, Can you please set the questions for interviews? Hey, can you please see this candidate perform well or not? Can you see the authenticity about this candidate? So all these kind of dependence of recruiting teams on hiring managers team is quite bold right now, uh, which is causing a lot of time churn for recruiting team because they have to leave their core jobs of coding and developing products and help recruiting teams, right? So it's a resource challenge too, and a bandwidth challenge. Correct. We found 37% of the times of senior engineers and engineering managers of growth stage companies is going into hiring the next engineers for the company. Interesting. Right. So these are the two challenges which is quite upfront right now. Are you seeing any other trends with the technical talent community? Maybe shifts toward a gig work model. We're certainly seeing that grow in popularity across the workspace in general. Uh, but how about specifically in the technical talent community? Yeah, of course. In the technical talent community, we see a gig space emerging very openly now and especially in a way that's getting accepted by tech companies. Countries like Eastern Europe producing great tech talents and they are openly coming and getting contract work, technical work. At the same time, companies are trying to, you know, get them inside their ecosystem, trying to onboard them, trying to change the policies of hiring freelancers, hiring contractors. So. We see that it's happening because hiring a gig is pretty much driven by, you know, hey, this is my work and you have to get this done, right? And, you know, it's very simple for a person who wants to get the work done quickly. Yeah, it's interesting to see as well, where I think a lot of organizations are faced with the decision of, do you invest in upskilling your existing employee base to cover technical gaps or knowledge gaps that you're seeing and opportunities you're seeing? Or do you look to the gig economy and use that as a solution to fill those technical skill gaps that may exist? It's the balance of invest in your employee base and build long-term employees or have the quick solution through the gig economy. Right. So it has been really interesting to see how organizations decide to go. Do you find that there are certain organizations that benefit from one model versus the other? Yeah, um, we have seen enterprises trying a lot of upskilling programs now because they're trying to fill as many positions as possible with simple, basic knowledge in the candidates and then bring them into their programs and upskill them on the new tools and technologies. So upskilling programs in enterprises working well. Like we've seen our customers uh, hiring freshers and uh, taking them to uh, upskilling programs and making them client-ready developers, right? Or project-ready developers. So enterprise are definitely getting benefited with this model. At the same time, growth stage companies, companies who want to get their work done quickly by good engineers, in my opinion, they rely more over you know, gigs when they're not able to hire full-time quickly. So that's the kind of model that I see you know, kind of working for these two customers. 
That's some great insight, Abhishek. So looking more specifically, as WCP focuses on being a screening platform for hiring, screening has always been understood as a vital part of the hiring process and really impactful in the long-range success of companies. Screening your employees just ensures that you're hiring the right talent for roles. But it's come even more to the forefront, even in the entertainment industry, we're seeing programs or shows through platforms such as Netflix with Inventing Anna or Catfish, just the importance of having proper background checks. So can you explain how detrimental background checks can be to an organization? Absolutely. So yeah, Anna is a perfect skill check. She is very skilled, but the background check is kind of like broken and she gets through. So, right. right. So in organizations, background check is quite vital today. When you do screening, you can do two kinds of screening. One is about the person's authenticity. You know, whether the person that he or she claims to be is the right person or not. And the other is to check their skills and screen their skills. So there are different kind of tools. Fortunately, we have tools nowadays to screen background and screen skill. And in the remote setup, companies as young as us like are doing background verification. Before hiring anybody in our system, we're trying to know, hey, who is this person? Trying to look at their academics, trying to look at their you know residents, trying to look at their claims that they have put in the resume. So screening their background is becoming vital, along with the screening skills. So yeah, I would just say that every company should try doing this because a bad hire, even for two days, is, is detrimental to companies' <laughs> future. So it's quite important to screen backgrounds. So beyond the background check, what are some methods recruiters can put into action to help properly vet and test their candidates? I know you mentioned skill tests. Are there any other avenues that recruiters can explore? Yeah, of course. One of the areas where we're trying to improve our tool on is to check candidates' productivity and candidates' retentionability with the company. So, you know, can you retain the person for a long time in your system? And if you can retain, you know, how productive the person is, right? To, to be able to predict that the person is going to add a real value to your business growth. So these kind of insights is quite important if you really want to build a high performing teams, right? It's very difficult to objectify this because it's not so simple to check someone's future productivity now and willingness to stay with you in advance. But that's where, you know, recruiters expertise comes in the picture, like, you know, humans experience come in the picture. You're going to do proper face-to-face -face interview, try to focus at least for 15, 20 minutes on, you know, specific question that can give you good insights about the candidate personality, candidate's character. So I would say along with technical interviews, you must spend some time to understand people, uh, real character, real attitude, real personality, so that doesn't get unmasked by the skills that the person poses. So that's quite important in my opinion. That's great. So speaking of productivity, generally speaking, are there any ways that recruiters currently are being inefficient? Things that you're seeing that just aren't a productive method to recruiting and hiring, not just new technical employees, but employees across the board? Yeah. What I mean by productivity here is while you test them on a certain task, you give them a task. Like nowadays people are giving take home assignments, you know, to, to techies like, Hey, take assignment and, you know, do it. Productivity is simple. Like, you know, work done in the unit of time and you know, whoever does it fast is probably more productive or more efficient. So companies are recruiters are exploring this idea of, you know, checking their productivity by giving them a take home assignment. In our tool, we're trying to do something different, trying to say, hey, don't take the assignment to home, 
probably do it here take more number of hours do it on all our tool and we automate the evaluation of that so the recruiter save a lot of time in if automating the evaluation of the take home assignments right so that's something we we are working on and like you asked that's one thing that recruiters can check but to check future's productivity you know or someone's future productivity it's all about looking at their past just look at how productive they have been in the past look at the data look at the resume ask the relevant questions and then you get an insight about the future if a person has been productive in past most likely it's going to be productive in future as well that's a great way to look at it so Avi, what about the employees entering the workforce who are part of this new generation, Gen Z, bringing their own unique tool set? We talk about that all the time on this podcast and and in past episodes about recruiting Gen Z and what they're bringing to the marketplace that may be different from prior generations. What are we seeing that is unique about Gen Z technical talent? I'd say Gen Z has a unique character today. Uh, you know, uh, very soon they look for shortcuts. and the pieces levels like kind of kind of less i would say at least their technical talent you know persistence is is something that i've seen you know lacking in uh, a lot of techies from gen z probably the reason could be obvious i can't comment like was right or wrong but i just say today's gen z's need to be more persistent and they also need to understand the shortcut is not going to solve problems for them sustainably and because uh, you need to be fundamentally strong Gen Zs are technically very sound. They have knowledge about various things. There are like A to Z number of gadgets, tools, or technologies that they can talk about. But specialization is something that they should focus on. So I think most of the Gen Zs that enter into the workforce, they should be first assessed on fundamentals by recruiters, and we advise to recruiters that look, check their fundamentals clearly, check their first principle thinking fundamentals. and if they're like good at that they can learn any new skill very fast so that's the advantage that you have with gen z they can learn anything like fast provided the funders are very clear right right so the onboarding process becomes much more efficient yeah. through the gen z workforce that, right. that's some great insight abi looking at the recruiting of that gen z workforce are there any methodologies that maybe worked in the previous generations or honestly in the previous pre-pandemic workforce that just don't apply now and have become dated in recruiting. Okay, that's a good question. It's a great question. I mean, I don't have a lot of information about this, but I've been pondering and thinking, you know, about the similar question. I have seen a lot of these Gen Zs try to explore find answers from Google during their interview, trying to look at uh, the answers, you know, take people's help, you know, to get through trying to hack into systems right and let's crack it so that's the trend earlier it was not so simple if you try to cheat or hack into the system um, probably somebody is watching you or somebody is going to like people didn't have that much guts but today with the help of tools and hacking tools and technologies probably they attempt to do this so that's a change which i personally experienced on on few numbers like not really large numbers but at least I would say like two out of ten cases of Gen Z's screening assessment have been like that. Yeah, so hacking the system has been one tendency. So that's something which I see is trying to do now. I find it interesting too to see just reaching talent has changed over the course of let's call it five to ten years, where previously it may have been job board sites, or even before that, I'm of time when classifieds were still a way yeah. to. 
reach talent. Now it has all moved to being more aggressive in the recruiting space, actively recruiting and reaching out to talent via social media handles. And that's really been interesting too. But even, I mean, you've seen a shift between the expectations in the hiring process. Cover letters have almost become a thing of the past and can be argued how necessary they are in the recruiting and the interviewing and application process. I'm curious if there's anything else you see that is just of a bygone era, even. Yeah, and that's right. Like, you know, finding Zen Z's on the formal job boards could not be as successful as you find them on social media, like, you know, putting things on social media, you know, get more closer to the tools that they use. So that's, that's, that's right. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. So generational diversity is certainly one way to look at diversity at a company. But again, I think across all gender, race, and age, you can look at ways to create a really diverse workforce. What do you see as the best approach to developing a diverse recruiting pipeline into any team that's looking to really grow and scale and build a diverse community? Right. I think, you know, to create diversity in teams, it's all about, you know, believing in the diversity, uh, in the power of diversity, because being us... We are like nearly 22 people today and out of that 10, 11 is women. So what has worked for us is, you know, we've always believed that bringing diverse team brings diverse opinions, you know, brings diverse kind of expressions, diverse thoughts, and you got to know different approaches to solve problems. Diversity is more about like mindset, that belief that you have in the power of diversity. Unless you believe that it's very difficult to build a diverse teams. And I think every startup should try this now because diversity was mostly, you know, a buzz around in large companies where they have to put a policy or a program, but even startups should try this when young companies should try this. It really works. That's great. Is there an approach that you see working for companies to really create a nice diverse pipeline? I mean, that has proven to be such a great way to build diversity even up to the leadership levels within companies is creating that pipeline and starting early on. So are there methodologies that have worked for recruiting a diverse pipeline of talent in the technical space? At least at the junior levels, I feel, you know, remove the bias from your hiring process, right? Make your hiring process bias free. Make it such that you don't have bias around gender, around race, around any kind of flags. And the next is have that screening process very much objective make it skill driven whoever is skilled is gonna qualify for your process and we've seen that from engineering to marketing to sales both gender qualifies for our roles like i said it has always been 50 50 we've always been able to hire like you know 50 percent men and 50 percent women and it's not been we put conscious effort towards this just because we build a bias-free process we could find that process working well and equally gives us you know, two genders into our workforce. So I think make your process bias-free and you know be mentally ready to accept the power of diversity. Yeah, that's some great insight, Abhi. Thank you for that. So what do you see? And this is the million-dollar question that no one truly has an answer to as we're all trying to figure out what the future of the workforce looks like. But what do you see as the future of recruitment? It's a great question. I say to everyone that, look, in the next five years, recruiting community would be more evolved recruiting especially technical recruiting there will be more non-technical recruiters doing technical recruiting is the first thing that i see right because the demand of the tech workforce is increased and any non-technical person is becoming a technical person now because to use tools around 
so i've seen more and more non technical recruiters becoming technical recruiters so they need to be educated and uh, i see that leadership at the companies would want more and more recruiting to happen without their involvement you know especially at the manager levels i see more and more hiring would be expected to be done by recruiting teams and not involve engineering teams because the hiring manager wants a perfect fit for his team for his department and and recruiter struggles to find that and recruiter comes back to the hiring manager saying like you know i have not been able to find can you help how do you define perfect person we need to educate we need to build more and more processes to educate the recruiters to do technical hiring so this is certainly a future which i see in uh, tech recruitment the second thing is about the sourcing the problem of you know sourcing that companies are having now presently we see a lot of talent shortage sourcing is becoming competitive but i feel in the next 2 3 to 4 years this problem will be solved this is just a temporary fad you know, for geopolitical reason or you know covid reasons but i feel there is a there is at least 30 to 35% workforce around the world which is not been reached by the recruiters they know tech skills they know coding they know something but you know they probably not being reachable right now you know they are getting ready they are not even they don't have a technical degree but still they can code right and this is a really large population of technical workforce which is going to add to the economy they're going to come to the system which recruiting teams can leverage and you know then the problem of multiple offer letters and the problems of you know shortage of talent would go away i think uh, we'll soon see a lot of good improvement in supply of technical demands that's that's something i can predict those are great predictions thank you for that abi one thing you said that really stuck with me was the relationship between the hiring manager and the recruiter and having a an understanding of what to look for and how to identify future talent and future opportunity in the workforce and really looking for those key factors instead of looking for the perfect candidate to enter a position looking for the other factors that may lead to them becoming the perfect candidate being able to identify those deeper skills where you could then predict and future plan for their success i think is crucial and and having that communication that relationship between the hiring manager and recruiters to understand hey these are the skills that we're looking for that will then lead to and can be coached into becoming a future leader at a company yeah so i i think uh, recruiters and hiring managers need to you know sit together and say look let's forget about perfect fit let's find the person with the right skill set the person who can work with us you know be the part of the culture nurture the culture help us grow and create a checklist against these kind of belief system and the solution to achieving in hiring that kind of person is very simple you have to look for somebody who has strong hold on fundamentals right when i say fundamentals i don't mean fundamental knowledge or skill or, you know knowledge on tool or technology what i mean is how he thinks right you know can you can you create a process interview process or screening process to assess how he thinks does he think through basics create your interview questions which can assess their thinking which can assess their approach can assess how fundamentally he is how strong he is in first principle thinking in fundamental thinking that always works if you have a person who is strong in in first principle thinking thinking through basics is always going to outperform others who don't think like that and the other qualities that you can checklist is about how you know the person is in two things number one understandability how good he understand things how fast he understand things 
what is his way of understanding things and second is explainability how good does you know he explains right right so if you can if you can uh, checklist uh, any candidate against these three checklist fundamental skills and the next is understandability and explainability you know you throw out a problem statements see how he understands it reflects a lot about the attitude of the person as well like you know if i throw a problem statement at you if you're asking me back questions to understand it better it says a lot about you your personality as as well right and you're not taking things just for assuming things etc so check their understandability check their explainability how well he explains the same to to other person how he explains a solution to other person so these are the basic checklists which i feel can help both recruiting teams and hiring managers and create a process around this it really works that's some great insight. Yeah, I think that's it's really smart in, in a way for recruiters to find the diamond in the rough, if you will, to find that that next great talent who, again, maybe at face level wouldn't be the perfect fit, but looking for those factors, those extra talents, those extra abilities that really can make all the difference. That's fantastic insight. So again, we're here with Abhishek Kaushik, CEO and co-founder of WeCP. Abby, you've given us some great information on technical recruiting and hiring and many of the challenges that we're seeing and opportunities that we're seeing in the modern workforce. But tell me now, as we've learned so much over the last two years through the pandemic with so much changing in the workplace, and we've all learned so much about ourselves, what have you learned since the pandemic that has made you better at your career? Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful question. Um, <laughs> in the pandemic, the first learning is that be close to your loved ones. Don't be far from them. They're, you know, the most invaluable things in your life. And we say the same thing to our people at VCP and to everyone. You know, we've been missing people around in pandemic. Uh, we've lost many people. But the first learning is be as close as possible to your loved ones. And the second thing is, uh, you know, learn the change. Try to Try to accept the change. Be fast in accepting the change. So these are the two learnings which I have, you know, been applying and will apply over the time in the future. I love that. That's that's great insight, Abi. So Abi, before we wrap up here, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Anything you'd like to plug that you're excited about with VCP? Great, yeah. Oh, so now VCP is actually free for all technical recruiters. Wow. So we've launched our freemium model, wherein like you use Slack for free, like you use Miro for free or Canva for free, you can use VCP for free, uh, wherein you can invite a limited number of candidates every month to take your screening test, right? And it's all free. And we want to like tell technical recruiters to try out VCP. In our space, companies like HackerRank.com, Hacker.com, Codality.com, they're great tools as well. But we've done something, uh, you know, specific for technical recruiters and solve their problems in a much better way. We've also launched a website called technicalhiring.com with a hyphen in the middle or say technicalhiring.com. And that website is to connect 1.8 million recruiters all around the world on bring them on one platform and tell them A to Z about technical recruiting. So there's no dedicated community in the world, a community of technical recruiters. So we're building a dedicated community of technical recruiters. So these are the two initiatives I want to share with the world. So yeah, excited to see how these things work, yeah. And for those interested in using the free access to WeCP, where can they go? What's the website? WeCreateProblems.com. So you just search like WeCP, WECP you get to our domain, we create problems.com and there you go for free trial. 
Perfect. Well, th- that's great, Abby, and thank you for sharing that. So for our last question to wrap up, you wake up in the morning, Abby, and your feet hit the floor. What is the one thing that gets you motivated to start your day? Yeah. Uh, so at least now, in, in the last two years, it's been very exciting. It's just to build VCP, trying to build a tool for the recruiting world, uh, which can change their life. And we believe in that. So every morning I wake up, I start looking at my whiteboards, the diagrams I've built, the workflows I've built, you know, to reach to our goal. So that just motivates me because the moment I wake up, I see like, let's go to the whiteboard again. Let's brainstorm. Let's do something for today. So very exciting for me. Um, And I also love my team. So I like to connect with them as early as possible, speak to them. So yeah, that's been the life so far, focusing on customers' problems. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's a great way to start your day. So Abhishek Kaushik, CEO and co-founder of WeCP, thank you so much for joining the HR Works podcast today and sharing so much of your great insight on technical recruiting and the best process for screening to find the best talent in the marketplace. So Abhi, thank you for joining and we hope to have you back soon. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Thanks for having me here today. It was lovely talking to you. Uh, You know, hope to see you again. Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.